I dare you to actually do this daily. Welcome back to another episode of Oh High Self. This is officially episode two. Um, I'm feeling pretty excited to be doing this for real now. I feel like slightly less of an awkward baby giraffe uh, because we made it through episode one and the launch. And I'm so thrilled with how um, how much support and beautiful feedback we've gotten all, already. So really, really appreciate y'all. I'm your host. I'm Sandra Passing, life coach, speaker, and entrepreneur. If you missed out on episode one, I would recommend going back and starting there. That's where you kind of get the whole background situation, origin story about me and my shenanigans and this podcast and what we're all about. So go check that out if you haven't. But in short, we're all about personal development and lifestyle design up in here. Um, that means that we are delivering practical wisdom to all of you modern humans out there. That's kind of our jam. In short, my mission is to help you create an extraordinary life that you absolutely love. I'm actually really stoked about today. We're going to be going into a daily practice that I have, that I more or less uh, <laughs> force my clients to do with me and that I've been doing for a long time. And it's the reason I'm so, I'm such a proponent of this practice is that I really, truly can like pretty, pretty much change your life. Um, no big deal. So I'm going to, sh- I'm going to break that down for you today. I'm going to share what it's all about, where it came from, how to do it. And then at the end, of course, I'm going to give you some homework if you want to really integrate and implement what we're talking about here today. Okay. So what is this practice? I call it GCI for short, but what it stands for is gratitude, celebration, and intention. So <laughs> you've probably heard about a gratitude practice before. You maybe have done a gratitude practice. Um, they've been all the rage for a while. Uh, lots of people do gratitude practices in a lot of different ways. And um, I want to give so many shout outs to many different teachers and guides who've been, um, you know, singing the praises of gratitude from the tops of many mountains for a long time. So please know I'm I'm taking basically zero credit for any of this. Um, I'm just sharing the way that I've been doing it in, in particular with my clients for a long time, because it has been working really, really well for me and really well for them too. So gratitude, celebration, and intention. Um, I want to talk a little bit about each of these things from some different perspectives, a note on the second piece. So celebration, I've been calling it celebration for short, but it's also, you can think about it as brags if that word resonates more, or you can think about it as things that you're proud of. Okay. So where did this come from? Like (laughs) gratitude couldn't tell you where it originally came from, because I think it came from so many different places, so many different teachers. I'm not going to go into the science of it because that's not my lane. I'm sure I'll have some much more um, of the sciencey expert people on here who can talk about like what is actually happening in your brain chemistry when you practice gratitude, what are some of the benefits, but just know that it's it's so many things. It's things like improving your sleep and helping you foster more hope and reducing stress and helping you emotionally regulate. And the list goes on and on and on. But anyway, gratitude, real good. Some, um, some shout outs for the brags situation, the, um, the celebration slash brags calling it brags. That is probably (laughs) very much a coaching industry way of doing it. Some shout outs for me specifically, when it comes to my own adoption of this practice, uh, one of my bigger teachers in that arena was Mama Gina, Regina Thomas Hauser. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about her later here. I would love to have her on this podcast. So if anybody knows her, feel free to make a connection. I've seen her live. Um, she's amazing. But she brings that into a lot of her communities. Emily Utter, one of my very first business coaches. If you're listening or if you know Emily, you know that she is great about having her clients brag in, you know, it's in a very safe space in communities. We started most of our group calls with brags. This is way back in the day for me. 
shout out to Emily Utter, another shout out to Julia Wells, who's also a pretty well-known coach in the space who does such an amazing job with bragging in her communities. She models it really well and she trains her clients and the people in her communities to just brag the absolute shit out of themselves and each other. And it's amazing. It's so supportive. So a note on the bragging thing, like in the, in the coaching world, if you're in the coaching world, you are probably familiar with bragging and it, it just seems completely normal. But in the mainstream world, I think maybe it doesn't land quite as well. I've noticed that with a lot of my clients who are kind of more, yeah, more, more mainstream, less coaching vibes, the, the brag term what doesn't land because we've been so conditioned against bragging. We've been taught to be humble and we've taught that bragging is bad because it means arrogance and all of that. And we can talk more about that later, but I basically started framing it as celebration and celebrating instead, because I didn't want people to get turned off by the concept of bragging, even though the essence of it is so great. So I've been calling it celebrations, but it can be a brag and it can be, what are you proud of? And it doesn't have to be, what are you proud of about yourself? It could be, what are you proud of about somebody else? Um, or just something you're celebrating in general. What are you excited about? That type of thing. It's just, I find easier to get through the resistance by calling it celebration instead of a brag. When it comes to intention, oh man, there's, <laughs> there's so much to be said about the power of intention, about living intentionally. In short, I would say for me, practicing intention and practicing setting intentions is about designing our lives more on purpose and training ourselves not to be victims to our circumstances and to be really conscious about how we're designing and doing things on purpose with intention rather than just kind of like unconsciously being ping-ponged around by whatever is happening around us and to us. So a little bit about how I've been using this practice personally. I do this um, daily, which really means daily-ish, probably average like five to six days a week. I've been doing it for at least five years. I was trying to count this recently. I might be more like seven or eight. I've been doing it kind of with myself as my own practice, but really what got me to do it so consistently is that I've been doing it with clients. And I can 100% say with confidence that this ha- this practice, because I've been doing it so consistently, has rewired my brain. Like It is so much easier for me to find the positive now and for me to find things to be grateful for. I'm so much better at acknowledging myself and being intentional about really kind of everything. So the way that I use it with clients, it's kind of like, it's a simple tool to help them pause and reflect. You know, if they're busy, they're running around all day, they're working, they're adulting to just take a few minutes to pause and find one thing for each of those. What am I grateful for? What am I celebrating? What is an intention I have for today? It's a great mindfulness practice, a little pause. It's a great way to consistently over time, rewire your brain. The gratitude, it's like, man, I think just being a modern human in the modern world, we it's really easy for us to live in the past and the future. I see this with so many of my clients. They spend a lot of time kind of worrying or being anxious, overthinking, planning, um, stressing out about stuff that's in, that's coming, that's in the future, or they're caught up in the past, regretting things, wishing they had done it differently, um, feeling badly, feeling shame, feeling guilt. And this type of practice or this practice specifically can be really helpful in coming back to the present. And it's a great way to just start kind of tipping the scales from mostly negative to more positive or more neutral. If you think about it in the, in the modern world, we are like absolutely bombarded by so much negativity and fear and scarcity and just news and all this terrible stuff all the time. So having a practice like this helps us insert a little bit more positivity and hope and um, excitement into our day-to-day life just to balance it out. And then hopefully over time, we balance it out from mostly negative to more positive to mostly positive. With the celebrations, it's 
a way to start acknowledging ourselves. I find that with most of my clients, they tend to be really high achievers, but they have a lot of self-doubt, a lot of perfectionism, a lot of imposter syndrome. And so they're so worried about not being good enough that they're, they rarely pause and celebrate their wins or celebrate what's going well because they're so worried about what's not going well or focus on the problem instead of the possibilities. And so with celebration, it's like training us to just pause and notice and celebrate that and acknowledge ourselves. Like we all, it's a, it's a very universal human need to want to be acknowledged, to want to be seen and heard and validated. And this is a way that we can do that for ourselves on a regular basis. Like my clients work so hard and they're so successful, but then they just rush on to the next thing a lot of the time. So this is a great way to just be like, pause, celebrate, acknowledge, and then you can build on that success. And that helps a lot with confidence. Um, like I was mentioning, a lot of my clients are perfectionists. That's me too. And it's like this constant, you know, nothing, nothing you do is ever good enough. And by celebrating, it really helps take the edge off that conditioning and recognize that we absolutely are good enough. We are worthy. And then from that place, you can go and strive for excellence and work hard, but it's like less about trying to prove ourselves. And it's more about just working towards something we care about. And then with intention, what I find so helpful about this is it's like helping over time by being more intentional, you help get yourself back in the driver's seat of your life instead of kind of like sitting in the passenger seat and being like, (laughs) you just whipped around and hoping for the best and clinging to the dashboard. And this puts you back in the driver's seat, puts you in charge. It helps you realize that you can take 100% radical responsibility for your life by practicing deciding what's coming and being intentional and doing things on purpose with more consciousness bit by bit over time. Okay. So how do we actually implement this? You know, I'm all about practical wisdom. So we're not, we're not just discussing it. We're not just philosophizing. We're like, how do we actually do it? So I I would love to invite you to actually really use this practice if it resonates with you. So your homework, should you choose to accept it is to start your own GCI practice. Um, feel free to take it, steal it, modify it, chop it up, (laughs) stitch it back together. If you want to do just gratitude, that's a great way to start. Um, you could do GCI, you could add other things to it. I had a client who came up with a version for herself that also included one thing she was struggling with and then what her potential solutions to that problem. So it was like gratitude, celebration, thing I'm struggling with, what I plan to do to overcome this struggle and then intention, which I thought was a great take on it. So do whatever version works for you. Um, some suggestions for how to actually practice this to help it be a daily thing. So number one could be, um, I'm a huge fan of morning rituals. If you can carve out a little time, a great way could be you sit down with your coffee, you journal, and you write out your GCI. Super simple, great way to start the day, great way to set the tone for the day. Another option is to text it to a friend. Um, This is what I do with my private clients. We're texting each other daily-ish with our intentions, our celebrations, our gratitude, and it's so, so nice. There's something really powerful about being witnessed. Journaling, doing it with yourself is great. And if you share it with a trusted partner, friend, colleague, whoever it is, then it just, I don't know, it feels really special. It's almost like you want to live up to your GCI even more because you've shared it. So it's, it's like, it makes it more real. Plus it's really awesome way to connect with somebody on a deeper level. Um, and you know, they know what's going on with you in your world and you with them. I have a few people in my life who I've been doing this with for like six or seven years, almost daily. And it's wild. It's like, even if I don't see them in person, Um, I, I know it's like, I know what's going on in their heart and it's a really, really cool way to stay connected. You could be bold and post it on social media. If you do, please tag me. I would love to see what you write. 
If you want to kind of set up reminders for yourself, you could write it on a whiteboard or a sticky note so that you see it all day and then change it in the morning. I have a friend who would, she and her roommates would write it on their uh, bathroom mirror in a dry erase marker every morning. And I love that. Another way is you could put it in like a little reminder into your phone or something that pops up at a certain time of the day so that you're reminded to sit down and do it in whatever way it works for you. Probably my favorite version is to text it to a friend because again, it's just like the witnessing and the connection opportunity there is really special. So get into action if, if you can, if you're down, like it's, this is a really lovely idea, but if you don't actually apply it, it's probably not going to do a whole lot to make any difference for you. Like I really challenge you. I invite you like, I dare you. I dare you to actually do this daily ish. And I would invite you to make it really easy on yourself. You guys are all about making things easier and fun and enjoyable and not hard. Life is hard enough. So some ways to make it easy is, um, I'm a huge fan of habit stacking. We'll talk more about habits on this podcast later, but inserting this new habit into or like behind or in front of something else that you already do anyway, like sitting down with your morning coffee. If you do that, stack it with that. Um, I love using systems and processes that I trust. So this again, could be something like a, a, a daily reminder that pops up on your phone or a sticky note somewhere that reminds you or having an accountability buddy, like just some way. So it's baked into your day-to-day routine. So you actually remember to do it. You could even, um, sometimes having like a physical trigger or reminder is helpful. Um, like if you need, if you're going to do the, the coffee journaling version, you could put your journal next to your coffee maker, for example, so that you see it until you get into the habits. You have a way of like a little reminder set up that, that way. Okay. So recap time, what we did in this quick and dirty episode was we introduced you to GCI. We told you what it is, where it came from. I shared a little bit about how my clients and I use it. I shared a little bit about how you can use it and really implement it into your daily life. And then I gave you the homework of, if you're down, starting your own daily practice. I would so love to know your thoughts and to know how it's going. So if maybe if you're already doing this and you love it, um, you could share that on social media or you can DM me. Um, if you share it on social publicly, I'd love it. If you tag me, you can write it as a review for the, for the show if you want to, and just share that this practice has been really helpful for you, et cetera. Or if you want to be doing it on a daily basis and you want to post it on social, go for it. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in today. A little, a little, um, teaser to look forward to the next episode. In the next one, I'm going to introduce you to one of the main philosophies that basically sums up my whole approach to personal development and kind of what I preach and what I practice and how I live my life and how I support all my clients in living their life. It's, and it's like, it's basically the opposite of what we're taught. So I want to show you why what we're taught is ass backwards and how this version works so much better. So I look forward to sharing that with you. I hope you'll join us in the next episode. Thank you again for all your support so far. Please follow the show if you haven't already. Feel free to share this episode with a friend or on social and tag me and feel free to rate and review. Everything makes such a huge difference and we appreciate you. See you on the next episode. Bye.